Welcome to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Once again, I am your host, Chris Levine, and I thank you for hanging out with me again this time around. Today, we are going to talk about anger. We're going to get it off our chest. and We're going to talk about some of the psychological reasons for anger, you know, besides just being mad. Pop culture anger is a staple out there. Whether it was Bill Bixby saying no more Mr. Nice Guy and turning into Lou Ferrigno, or Dr. Jekyll becoming Mr. Hyde, or even when someone says something not so nice about Adrian and the normally personable Rocky Balboa says, you know what, let's take this to the ring. Getting angry happens in Hollywood all the time. Music, too. It's funny. When I made the playlist for the end of this, initially, <laughs> it was all 70s and 80s punk rock, 100%. Um, long story short, I changed it. I, I kept a few of them, but I mixed it up, as I know it might not be everybody's cup of vitriol. I'm picturing like one of our listeners, you know, all happy and waking up and stretching sunlight gracefully coming through their window in the morning, Mr. Bluebird landing on their shoulder, and then they turn on my playlist and out comes Black Flag. Maybe I should have kept it. I don't know. Anyway, don't worry. It still has an edge, but I made it just a little more accessible. If you want the original playlist, just ask. I'll be happy to send you the playlist. Let's start here. Good news. As long as we are imperfect human beings, Anger, unfortunately, is normal. According to Psychology Today, anger is one of the basic human emotions, as elemental as happiness or sadness. Uh, Anger, in fact, is related to the fight, flight, or freeze response of the sympathetic nervous system. What's not normal is if anger gets out of control. So first off, why do we get angry? Well, there's a website called mind.org, UK, M-I-N-D, mind, and it helps us here. It says, feelings of anger arise due to how we interpret and react to certain situations. Everyone has their own triggers for what makes them angry, but some common ones include situations in which we feel a few things. Oftentimes as people, if we feel threatened or attacked, we may get angry. If we feel frustrated or powerless, we may get mad. If we feel like we're being invalidated or treated unfairly, most of us, that's a trigger for anger. And finally, if we feel like people are not respecting our feelings or our possessions, this can make us mad too. What's interesting though, is that people can interpret situations completely differently. So a situation that makes you or I feel really, really angry may not face someone else at all. For example, they may have a reaction that could include just annoyance, or maybe they're hurt, or maybe they just think it's funny. But just because we can interpret things differently, it doesn't mean that we're interpreting them wrong, 
if what we are doing is becoming angry. We're just all different people. Now, whether your anger is about something that happened in the past or something that's going on right now, thinking about how and why we interpret and react to situations can help us to learn how to cope, how to deal with our emotions better. It can also help us to find strategies that'll help us to handle and, and, and kind of get, get a good grip on our anger so it doesn't become out of control. Listen to this, guys. A very cool illustration is found in a book that's entitled Taking the Leap, Freeing Ourselves from Old Habits and Fears. This book tells of an old Native American story of a grandfather. And according to legend, the grandfather says that he has two wolves living in his heart. One wolf was vengeful and the other one was peaceful and kind. And according to the story, one day his grandson came up to him and asked, which wolf will win in a fight? To which the grandfather replied, whichever one I feed. How perfect is that? See, fires obviously exist in our lives, but do we have to throw gasoline on them? I guess what I'm trying to put into words is that being bothered doesn't have to equate to being in a rage. We can't stop from being annoyed. We can't stop that from happening totally. We'd love to, but we can't. We can't stop ourselves from always being hurt. I mean, who wouldn't if we could? But when we fly off the handle and react intensely, something happens that we don't often predict or expect. You see, when we lose control, we often lose our wits about us too. In other words, that's when we have more of a tendency to, tendency to say or to do something that we're probably going to regret. So when we're severely bothered or angered or offended, what's a better option than to potentially dig ourselves into a hole? Well, the Mayo Clinic helps us here. Uh, it gives these suggestions to help us to be in control at those times. And of course, it's easier when you're looking at it and you're not angry, but it's still good for us to think about in advance. For example, it says, manage factors that may make you more likely to get angry, such as improving your sleep if that's possible, so you're not tired, and keeping stress low by using stress management skills. If we're less stressed and we're really rested, we may be less angry or have less of an inclination to act out. We can also identify situations that are likely to set us off and respond in non-aggressive ways before we get angry. Like, think of it like this. You know when you go to the DMV that you're probably going to be there a while. You know the lines are going to be long most of the time. So if you go there knowing that's going to happen and you bring something to read, or you have a game to play, or you have a crossword puzzle to do, or you want to put on some headphones and listen to something, it's going to be a different experience than if you go in there and the lines are long and you're immediately resentful. We can also learn specific skills to use in situations that are likely to trigger our anger ahead of time. We also can recognize when we aren't thinking logically about a situation and immediately try to correct our thinking. It's very hard to do, but it's doable. 
There was a 1960 film that came out called Get Out of Town. A guy in the movie was an ex-criminal, but he cleaned himself up. He's trying to be on the straight and narrow until his brother dies, and he's convinced that his brother was murdered by someone. So back immediately comes the angry and intense person that he used to be, and he is out for revenge. There's no taking a beat. There's no giving it any thought. It's just feeding the angry wolf. Something else is we can express our feelings and needs assertively, but not necessarily aggressively in situations that may make us feel angry. We can also learn better communication skills to diffuse anger and to resolve conflicts. And finally, try to focus on problem solving in frustrating situations. Instead of using the energy to be angry, you can learn how to redirect your energy to resolve a situation. Is this possible? I think so. In fact, I like this one a lot. I'll give you a personal example. When I began public speaking, and to this day too, I get very nervous, no question. But early on, a friend of mine once gave me some really, really good advice. He said, try this, Chris. Take your nerves and try to equate it to enthusiasm. And it's stuck. So yes, I'm passionate, but the enthusiasm consensus is maybe 70% passion now and 30% nervousness. That was reversed in the beginning. But the point is, is that we can do this when repelling rage as well. We can harness the emotion and direct that emotion on our terms. As always, you know, going against the grain is really hard to do, but we don't have to throw out the white flag and be a slave to anger because it's simply the first inclination that we have. We have a choice. Now, something that will help us to feed the right wolf comes from the American, Psych uh, American Psychological Association. Some great advice here. It says simply this, don't dwell. Some people have a tendency to keep rehashing the incident that makes them mad. And that's an unproductive strategy, especially if you've already resolved that the issue angered you in the first place, now you're, you're, you should try to let go of it, get past it if possible, deal with it or get past it. You have those two options. And I love this too. It comes from the same article. It says, when you're angry, it's easy to feel like things are worse than they really are. Through a technique known as cognitive restructuring, you can replace unhelpful negative thoughts with more reasonable ones. Again, that may sound like psychobabble, but it really isn't. It, let's give you an example. Instead of thinking when you're mad, everything is ruined, for example, you can tell yourself, you know what, this is frustrating, but it's not the end of the world. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. You're still upset, but you're in control. We can also try these strategies to reframe our thinking, that cognitive restructuring. Avoid words like never or always when talking about yourself or others, because generally they're not true. You know, state statements like, this never works, or you're always forgetting things, they make you feel like your anger is justified. Uh, such statements also alienate people who might otherwise be willing to work with you on a solution. Something else we can do is use logic. See, even when it's justified, 
anger can quickly become irrational. So remind yourself that the world is not out to get you. When you're mad, it feels like it is, but it's not. Do this each time you start feeling angry and you'll get a more balanced perspective. We're not saying don't let things bother you because that's completely unreasonable. But don't let things that bother you control you. We can also translate expectations into desires. See, angry people, they tend to demand things, whether it's fairness, appreciation, agreement, or a willingness to do things their way. So try to change your demands into requests. And if things don't go your way, try not to let your disappointment turn into anger. Well, how are we going to close this out? Well, to close, let's put it this way. Let's say someone cuts us off on the freeway and it completely bothers us. We're mad. We've had it. We had a long day and now this. It makes perfect sense for us to be bothered. But does that instinctively mean that we have to pull a gun out <laughs> and shoot at that car? Well, obviously not. We wouldn't do that. We make the choice as to how to handle that as well as to what extent we will escalate the situation. It is up to us. That car that cut us off and the driver in it does not have to control our mood. We're in control. Put it like this. Feed the peaceful wolf. Don't feed the angry wolf. Give the peaceful wolf the edge in the fight. Because yes, there is going to be a fight. But no, we are not at anger's mercy. It is at ours. Difficult? Yes. But true. But we have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to express our theme musically. We have for you this time around a, are you ready for this? Refresher podcast, Angry Like the Wolf playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash Angry Like the Wolf playlist. Now, I told you I, I cut out a lot of the punk rock, but there's still it's still there and it needs to be. Okay, so punk rock kicks us off with track number one, which is Don't Push Me Around by the Zeros. Song number two, Kiss Off by Violent Femmes. How could I not put this song on the Angry Like the Wolf playlist with its, I hope you know this will go down on your permanent record. Oh yeah? Well, don't get so distressed. Did I happen to mention that I'm impressed? I take one, one, one because you left me, and two, two, two for my family, and three, three, three for my heartache, and four, four, four for my headaches, and five, five, five for my lonely, and six, six, six for my sorrow, and seven, seven, na 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 tomorrow, and eight, eight. Well, I forget what eight was for. You get the idea. Just FYI, if you were born in the 1970s, and you were raised in Southern California, you're going to love a lot of this playlist. I here, I'll prove it. Song number three, Anything, Anything by Dramarama. Song number four, More Punk Rock by Red Cross with the song Burnout from their Born Innocent record. Song number five, Downed by Cheap Trick. Now we're going to switch genre gears, but we are going to keep the angriness hot. 
<laughs> with the song 992 Arguments by the OJs. Song number seven is Tired of Waiting for You by the Kinks. Song number eight is Too Much Pressure by the Selector. I actually interviewed Pauline Black, who is like a two-tone ska pioneer from this band. I, I interviewed her years ago. Super cool lady. Uh, song number nine is You're No Rock and Roll Fun by Slater Kinney. And song number 10, one of the most punk rock songs of all time, though not at all musically. You Don't Own Me by Leslie Gore. What a strong, strong statement. It's a strong statement now, but imagine when it was released in 1963, 1964. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Angry Like the Wolf playlist. So listen and enjoy. Hey, we have more new listeners. Uh, in addition to our listeners in the various countries, we talked about them. We try to incorporate the new ones every single week. A big hello to those newly listening in Gray, Maine and in Tampa, Florida. So listen, if you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, that's wonderful. But like I always say, whether you do or whether you don't, just feel free to listen to this show and enjoy it. No strings anytime. Another podcast of note is the Managing Expectations podcast. Check this out on Spotify. It's on all the major platforms, just like this one is too. Jeff and Brian, they're two interesting guys that articulate well, and they come from places of depth. I, I love their show. They are the Managing Expectations podcast. And also, there's the 7208 podcast on Spotify as well where my son, Harrison, and I, we tackle pop culture multi-generationally. I was born in 1972. Harrison was born in 2008. Hence, we are the 7208 Podcast on Spotify. On this show, I'm like Howard Cunningham, and Harrison is so totally the Fonz. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.